Coming up, God has made it very clear that there's mischief in this world. There's people up to no good that's going against God in this world. And God has given us some instruction on how to live in this world. But we spiritually will walk down a spiritual dark alley. And we know ain't nothing going on where we going but mischief and, and wrong and sin and evil and malice. But we'll just walk down there anyway. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. You wouldn't intentionally put yourself in harm's way, would you? Well, we do this spiritually every time we ignore our real enemy and leave the safety of God's presence. Join us for the message series, Maximum Security, where Pastor Rob discusses the various ways we can be spiritually secure and protected. Here's part one of the message, The Real War. The message series um, is entitled Maximum Security. So I'm going to direct your attention. Hopefully you have an outline and something to write with. Um, I want to read our, our passage for today, and it is my plan to read the passage, every message of this series, in a different translation so that we can at least attempt to make sure you get this in your spirit. I can't guarantee that, but I'm going to try to do some things to help it happen. Now, I want you to understand that this is a really important message for me. All of them are. uh, Don't get me wrong. Um, But I want to put some emphasis on this for the reason that God has, is that as your pastor, God, I have to answer to him for how well I care for you spiritually. I got to answer to that. Okay. And that's why it's especially important for me because um, I'm going to be talking about the best way and the most effective way that your spirit can be cared for. And that's what this mess, this series is about, maximum security. Okay? Um, I, want, I want to make sure every, every, every door is locked spiritually with you. Every window is closed and it got a wood stick in it. <laughs> uh, I see. I learned something about that wood stick because um, you know somebody you know decided that since they didn't see that wood stick, they could you know force my window open one time, and they did. They snapped that little pot metal lock. Y'all know what I'm saying. So now I got wood sticks all over the place. Y'all, <laughs> all right. So I want to make sure for you spiritually that every window is locked, every door is closed. You know, the alarm is on, the deadbolt is turned. Every whatever those security things is in for you spiritually, so that um, we can ensure as best as we can, at least I can, from my perspective and my role in your life, that you're 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 spiritually secure. So that's why this is important to me. So we're going to be reading Ephesians 6, chapter, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. And to this week, I'll be reading from the NIV. Um, next week, it'll be a different translation. Again, the goal is that you get this in your spirit. Amen. It reads, uh, finally, 
Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen. Again, our, the title of our series today is Maximum Security, and this message subtitle is The Real War. The Real War. Let me ask you a couple of questions before we get into the message. Would you go down a dark alley in a neighborhood that's known for mischief and crime and just walk down there when it's dark and you know there's a likelihood something funky might happen. Would you just, would you just go down there? Yeah, you wouldn't, right? So then why do we do that spiritually? Why do we do that spiritually? Okay. When we know God has made it very clear that there's mischief in this world, there's people up to no good that's going against God in this world, and God has given us some instruction on how to live in this world, but we spiritually will walk down a spiritual dark alley, and we know ain't nothing going on where we going but mischief and, and wrong and sin and evil and malice, and, but we'll just walk down there anyway, spiritually. It makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense, okay? Okay, but we do it. Believers do it. Believers, believers, they're going, believers do it. Okay? And then we come out tattered and torn and, and wonder what happened, okay? And so this was about that. It's about putting ourselves in the most and the safest position spiritually, so that we will stay strong, guarded, and protected. So write this down. We must understand who our real enemy is. We must understand who our real enemy is. And I'm using real there in two facets. One is we need to understand who the, where, who the, true, the true root of our enemy is, the real enemy, the true enemy, 
We got to understand that. That's the first facet I'm speaking of real. The second is that the enemy is really real. Okay, it's not fake, phony. It's not a. It's not a, a, the enemy is not a figment of anybody's imagination. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a myth. The, there is a real enemy. He he exists, and unfortunately, many people are walking around today not thinking that way. Walking down dark alleys, thinking it's cool. Everybody down this alley means well for me. And that's what people are doing every day spiritually. They say, everybody means well for me. And, and, and going down dark places and just totally not understanding the environment that they're in. So we got to understand the real enemy. Uh, first, one th- the first thing that we need to understand, one thing we need to understand is, write this down. He, he is not flesh and blood. He is not flesh and blood. Uh, Ephesians 6, 12a says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not. It's not against flesh and blood. We got to understand that. Um, That that person that you talk about that that is against you, uh, they're just a, a vehicle. But your real enemy is really not flesh and blood. We, we got to know that. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4 says this. Uh, we live in this world, but we don't fight our battles in the same way the world does. The weapons we use are not human ones. Our weapons have power from God and can destroy the enemy's strong places. Okay. So um, because our real enemy is not flesh and blood, then why are we, or natural or, or, or material, then why are we using material and natural and flesh and blood weapons? The, that's why it tells us that we, our weapons are not that, because that's not what the enemy is. I can um, put cheese on a mousetrap to, to, to catch a mouse, but uh, other animals wouldn't pay uh, no attention to that cheese. <laughs> Okay, so why 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 would you, why would I use a mouse trap to catch a raccoon? All right, you know it, it wouldn't work, right? And so in the same way, if we're using the wrong weapons, then they're not going to be effective. And look what the text says: it says that our weapons our weapons have power from God and can destroy the enemy's strong places. Okay, and part of the problem is that. With Christians in our lives, we're not attacking the strong places. We, we, we make little weak attacks at some of the, the not-so-strong places of the enemy and then wonder why we get taken down. But it's telling us here that our weapons are power from God. They're not human weapons. What does this mean? This means that they're not, they're not in human form, nor do they come from whom human origin. Look what the text says. It says the weapon... Is it comes from God. It comes from God. Okay. So I don't know about you. If I'm in a fight and and somebody hand I'm in a, I'm in a battle, somebody hand me a weapon, uh, I would rather God hand me that weapon. Okay. And then somebody, oh, they give me something, they say, oh, I think this will work. No, God's gonna give me something that I know is gonna be extremely effective. So God, I want your weapon. 
And so the text is saying that our, our weapons come from God. And they're so powerful, they can destroy the strong places. So we need to get those weapons from God. Um, the second thing about our enemy, uh, we need to understand, he is the devil himself. He is the devil himself. Some people don't shake in their boots when, you know, they don't, they don't understand what we're talking about here when we say that's the devil. So much so, we you know, we make jokes about it, you know. Some people have made careers on jokes about the devil, right? Um, but in a real sense, it ain't funny. Okay? It, ain't, it ain't, really ain't funny, all right? Because we're we talking about your spirituality, your eternity, which he's trying to attack. And we're going to see that right here in the, these passages coming up. First Peter 5.8 says this, control yourselves and be careful. The devil is your enemy. And he goes around like a roaring lion looking for someone to attack and eat. Okay. Um, Y'all notice that this comes from 1 Peter. Um, and it's, it's, it's good that Peter wrote this because Peter know. <laughs> All right. And we're we going to see that. We're going to see that in a minute here. Um, Pete, Pete, Pete has some firsthand experience about the devil's attack. And he says he's not just trying to attack you. He's, he wants to eat you, too. So that means he wants to disable you with the attack to the point where he can eat you. Okay? Where he can eat you. He, 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 he's, not trying to, he's not trying to treat you like, uh, uh, what's that, that live fish you eat? Well, we was watching some old TV, and this guy was, he was, it was something he was eating live. He said, why didn't he kill it first? We was watching, so he get, yeah, we was watching some old TV. He's not trying to eat you while you're moving. He's trying to attack you, disable you, so that he can eat you. And we got to understand that. One translation says he's looking to see who he can devour. And look, it says it's like a roaring lion. Okay? It's like a roaring lion. So he, he really wants to take you out. John 17, 15, this is how badly he wants to take you out. John 17, 15, Jesus, this is Jesus praying. Do y'all get this? <laughs> yeah, it, Jesus took out the time to pray for you concerning your enemy. That right there should say, G, 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 if Jesus praying for me about this, I need to be concerned about this dude. And look what he says. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, he's talking to the Father, but that you protect them from the evil one. Jesus says, I'm not going to take you out the world, but he's praying to the Father that the Father would protect you from your enemy. And Jesus calls him the evil one. So I don't know about you. If Jesus is going to pray about this, I need to be concerned about it. I need to be concerned about it. And then look. What Jesus goes on and says in Luke twenty two thirty one, he says, Simon, Simon, talking to Peter, but to all of them are hearing, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. <laughs> the enemy asked. He goes to Jesus, our Lord, and say, I want all of them and I want to sift them as wheat. Okay. <laughs> My first... Uh, experience and knowledge of this idea of sifting. 
I hadn't even heard the term before until my, I think it was the eighth grade homemaking class. <laughs> or seventh grade, one of them middle school, junior high for us, um, homemaking class. That was the first time I ever heard the term sift. Because uh, we was making some cakes or something and we had to sift the flour, right? <laughs> and you can get the chunks out the flour and make it fine. That, that's sifting flour. Um, uh, and that was the first time I heard the term. But right here, Satan ain't trying to bake a cake with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. He, he want to sift you like wheat. Now, the flour came from the wheat. I was, we were sifting the, fl the flour, which was the wheat, after the wheat got sifted. Okay. So, and it still needed a little more sifting to get it to the point where we can make this cake right. The, I'm not a you know, farmer or nothing like that, but the whole sifting process of wheat is pretty violent. It's pretty painful. It's it's it, it's it's a cutting away. It's a finding finding. It's a making making fine. And Jesus is saying, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. He's not playing. He's not playing. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. God puts up a barrier for us, gives us a sign, <laughs> right? That don't, don't touch, don't go here, and we end up going anyway. We are just like them. Spiritually crossing the barrier, ignoring the sign, and then when we get chewed up in life, we're wondering what happened. Thank you for listening.